Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. break away from the podcast for just a minute to thank the sponsor of this episode. Now, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast, or if you've already started one but find it hard to do, why don't you try Anchor.fm? That's what I'm using for this podcast. Anchor.fm is the easiest, most flexible way to publish a podcast on the market. You can record, edit, add music, or anything else directly from your phone. That's what I'm doing for this ad. I'm recording it from my phone. You can record it from a tablet or your desktop. Best of all, it's free. Totally free. So, if you ever wanted to start a podcast and all the distribution's handled by Anchor, everything's handled by Anchor, just try anchor.fm and you'll become a raving fan like I am. And I want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. Now, back into the episode. Welcome back to the Discover You podcast. This is James Hooper, your host, and we're in the second part of a three-part conversation with my friend Jeremiah Medlosa. He's from Durban or Kwamashu, South Africa. Kwamashu is the township he's from. He's a pastor, missionary, and he does a lot of good work there and with the AIDS orphans and trying to help the unemployment rate and that sort of thing. So in the last episode, we finished up with asking him why, after he was educated in the U.S., why he went back to South Africa. Because so many people, once they come to the U.S. and they get their education here, there being so many opportunities for people, they never go back. But his answer is going to really tug at your heart and really inspire you. So please listen. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed, please do so, so you don't miss the next episode. Don't forget to rate and review. Also, don't forget that we have uh, websites. Mine is discoveru-book.com, discoveru-book.com. That's Y-O-U. And then Jeremiah's is lightforafrica.org, lightforafrica.org. We both have books. So mine's already out. Of course, uh, those that have listened to the podcast know my book is already out. So you can go to the website, discoveru-book.com. You can order the book there. But Jeremiah's life story is coming out. If it's not already out by the time this podcast airs, it will be out soon, and it'll be available on his website. Also, you can support Jeremiah on his website. You can give and support his ministry there. If you're listening to this and you think a friend would enjoy listening to the podcast, click the share button and share it on your social media, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, or what have you. Also, there is a link on this podcast description where you can support the podcast. You can help monthly support the podcast so that 
you help defray the cost of the production and the distribution and everything that goes into it, and that would be so appreciated. So we're going to get right into the the second part of this three-part conversation, and I know you're going to enjoy it. One of the things I experienced in my last trip, which, uh, you know, before, I I don't know why I never saw it, but uh, my last trip, and it was in uh, Easter of 2018, Easter this year, I went there and was able to to do several, preach several times and stuff like that. But we went to these little uh, townships, uh, even a settlement, one that's not even a township. It's just a bunch of corrugated metal huts. Most of them don't have electricity. None of them have water, running water, stuff like that. And it was, just, and you had to wind your way through it. And it's and it's a pretty rough place. In fact, I had one of his uh, guys that attend his church. It's one of his pastors tell me how much he admired me because he said even my people don't want to go in there because but it's just you know when you're in the, on a mission trip you, you don't know danger but anyway i saw his heart for the people the poor people there and there are a lot of ministers in south africa there's a lot of preachers and they have their calling and most of them are trying to reach out to people that have means that can help support the ministry but jeremiah has this heart for the poor people there in South Africa, and especially around Durban and Kwamashu uh, and Inanda, and I can't list all of them, but that's one of the things. Where did that heart come from? Where did you get the heart for the the poor people in your area? My brother, if I may summarize, is what I see what God has done for me, uh, almost from nothing uh, from to where I am today. So the gospel of Jesus Christ has no boundaries. Even the poor people, the Bible said that we preach the gospel to the poor. So they still need to hear that message. The Bible said that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But yet our lives need not to remain the same. He changes our life from one level of glory to another. So we are taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to people that with no hope, we bring hope into a hopeless society. What God has done for me, God will do it for them. And then I have seen even today, I am sitting here in the United States of America. One of my spiritual sons is teaching today at Bible school. Uh, he was born by parents that are poor from nothing. They were not even zero. But today this man is a pastor. Uh, he has a family and then he has a good job. So we have so many testimonies. I just want to share this testimony that uh, whatever you go through in your life, sometimes I have experienced challenges. Sometimes I have experienced death. So 10 years ago came Two men uh, in my house, I was at mom's place. I am a marriage officer in South Africa. Not all pastors can uh, do the marriage, uh, uh, to solemnize the marriage because you have to be licensed by the government. So not that many people. So I meet a lot of people that I do not know uh, wants me to help them to get married. So two men came. Uh, that one was accompanying another. So that not that they wanted to be both of them married, but uh, one was accompanying another. While we were talking, they find out, okay, what dates, if they want me to do the paperwork or they want me to do the whole thing. It was a conversation looking at each other. While we were talking to each other, both of them stood up and started to pull guns to shoot at me. 
my mother and my brother were there. So they literally threw themselves to the guns, shielding me to protect me. So my mother and my brother were shot and killed on the spot. And then also I was shot and then I fell on the ground. When I got up from the ground, I saw two bodies laying on the ground. I thought myself, I was dead as well. I thought God was showing me that now you are dead and then so they are dead. But as time goes on, I find out that I was alive and then there. And then on my chest, there are two bullet holes on the T-shirt that I was wearing. But when I looked at my body, there was nothing. And then uh, I do not know how, but I, I did see the hand of God. Even today, I cannot explain. This is what, like, as you are asking me a question, I said, I have seen God saving me many times. I said, you know, more than anything, I want to serve God. I want to do his will than for just for me to serve my own desire. So God protected me for a reason. Even today, I still discover who I am and then what I was born for because uh, I want to fulfill of what God has called me and then for the purpose I was born. So God protected me. My mother and my brother died on the scene. But I am here today still proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was hoping he'd tell that story because I've, I've told that story so many times about how God can, when you're, when you're still in the middle of God's calling, when you're not done, when God's not finished with you, the devil can't get to you. He can't, he'll use people. He'll use people that are close to you, but he can't get to you. And it's just, it is so phenomenal that he had bullet holes with burn marks on the T-shirt, on his chest. But when he took the shirt off, there was no mark on his chest. So it's just, that's just God. Um, it's, it's horrendous that his mother and his brother had to die, but they gave themselves for Jeremiah because they believe. His mother and his brother both believe in the work that Jeremiah was doing there, believe in God, believe that God was going to uh, do a work, and so they gave themselves for that. Uh, my, my brother, I don't want to bring up you know, sad memories a lot, but you've, you've kind of suffered a lot. People around you have suffered. Um, I know that uh, through some circumstances that were not of your fault, that your first wife, you guys decided to divorce, and it wasn't, you know, there was nothing that you did wrong. But then you found a young lady, and I and uh, I just I kind of fell in love with her. You found a young lady at the bank where you went and got money and stuff, where when people would send money to you, you'd go and get the cash and stuff. And you you married her and. Then you had another baby. You already had two children. They're, you know, one of them was already grown pretty much. Another one was in his teens. You had another baby. And so your life was just doing great. And then something happened. Well, I'm glad to share that, my brother, because each and everything that happens, uh, God has a plan and a purpose. Uh, so she worked at the bank. And then I was going to the bank to change dollars into our currency rents. And then she, I came and then she said, how can I help you? I said, well, you can help me to become my wife. <laughs> well, to make the story short, so uh, six months later, we were married. And then uh, she believed God that uh, never had a child. And then they said, uh, you will never have a child. But uh, uh, she kept on believing God, and then I was praying for her, praying. I said, 
I, I didn't even think that uh, uh, she will be having a child. Sure enough, one one year later, she was pregnant, and then we got a child, and then uh, we were so happy, and then we were so happy together, and then she got sick of uh, colon cancer. Uh, she struggled with that for two years, but uh, one thing that she went to heaven so happy that uh, God fulfilled her desires for her to have a child. So now I was so blessed. I'm blessed that we have my little one, uh, my Benjamin. He's uh, uh, a blessing. I've traveled with him twice coming to America. So we are blessed to have him in part of our family. And his, uh, his nickname is Bongs. His middle name is Bongoni, just like Jeremiah's, and he's just a little mini me of Jeremiah. I mean, he's built exactly the same and stuff like got this got a personality just like him. But I met Tandi. Uh, in fact, the profi- profile picture you used for a long, long time on your Facebook was one that I took when I was there in two thousand nine. And she was she loved the ministry. She loved working in the ministry. She did whatever she could uh, in the ministry. And so uh, you you were just so blessed. You were so blessed. But so, you know, life just keeps going on. Life keeps happening. Things happen. The enemy is going to fight us. The enemy is going to come against us. He's going to try to cause us to, you know, to quit. You know, there's a lot of people after the assassination attempt would have said this is not worth it. There's a lot of people after losing, you know, your wife. This is not worth it. You know, Uh, where is God? They blame God. Jeremiah is one. In fact, I'm going to tell a story, and this is just to talk about how uh, Jeremiah is so not like me in that his very first wife, because the the divorce, it wasn't a great thing. You know, there was not a lot of animosity, but there wasn't. But she wanted to start a business, wanted to start a daycare. And so he's leased, leased her one of the buildings on his church compound to have her daycare. That's just... I mean, you know, I'm going, man, you're so not like me. I would say, woman, move on, you know, you had your chance. But um, so, you know, God just honors people. Like, honors that when you when you really truly forgive someone uh, like Jeremiah has done. And she still, in fact, when I was there in 2000, when I was there this year, I went and talked to her and saw her because when we went the first time, uh, they were, she was there still married. And so... Uh, she actually interpreted for my wife when she spoke to the women and, you know, we, we knew her pretty well. And so I went and saw her and and got to talk to her and stuff. And so, you know, when you forgive people and you truly forgive them, God can bless you. And so he actually had a, uh, a money making, a tenant paying rent. So he had some rent money coming in and it was someone that, that, you know, years before they were kind of, you know, at odds with each other. But then Tandy come along, and she was just a sweetheart. She was just, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, she got her desire fulfilled. She loved the ministry, so that was a, a desire of her heart. And then she wanted a child, and God gave her that. And so um, it's just it's just a testament to how God can take care of you and those sort of things. So you're in the process right now. Of course, you have a Bible school, and you've talked about that a, a little bit, and uh, I've in fact, I'm going back in uh, January, uh, February. I'm going back in February. I'm going to be teaching on my my book, Discover You. That teaching, I'll be teaching that to the Bible school. They meet once a month, and so I'll be teaching that. When he has a Bible school, and then he goes all over. He's been going to different nations here recently. Uh, in fact, 
their plans are I'm going to accompany him to two different spots in the globe. And uh, this is just it's just one of those things that when God connects you with somebody and he knits your heart together, you have we get together and a lot of I'm bouncing around a little bit. We get together and I call it visionating. We visionate together. We sit there and we'll just we'll just talk. We'll just talk. Well, you know, God can do this and we can do this and we can do this. We can just envision things. And so then Jeremiah uh, starts faithing it, starts believing for it. So talk about the the outreach outside of South Africa you've been involved in. My brother James God is opening doors uh, in a miraculous way. Uh, I'm writing a book, and then this book is about all my testimony that I've shared. So many testimony, uh, being raised from a poor family, coming out of ancestral worship, seeing the hand of God protecting me, seeing my life turning around. So how did that happen into my life? It's all in the book. And then I visited Ethiopia. That country is very poor. But I said uh, it was not because I was coming from a a rich family, but it was the message of the kingdom of God which turned around my life and I experienced an abundant life. I experienced peace, joy, and happiness. So I believe that this is the message you and I will be taking to Ethiopia. This uh, That country is very poor. So I understand, I experienced that, but today I see the God's provision, I've seen the abundant life. So I said, what God has done for me can do for those pastors uh, because more than anything is to equip the leaders. So we'll be going to India. So so you discover your books. Your book will be taken to Ethiopia. My book will be taken to Ethiopia. My book and your book will be taken to uh, uh, India. So and then we have doors open to Zimbabwe. We have doors open to Zambia. We have doors open to Swaziland. So first and foremost, uh, that uh, we are spreading this gospel of the kingdom of God all over the world, and then God is giving us favor. And then I'm so grateful, and then I so appreciate for the love and support I get to the churches and pastors and businessmen in this country, United States of America. And that's one of the things uh, Jeremiah emphasizes to his his church. He tells them, listen, I we get support and sponsorship from the United States, but that doesn't relinquish your responsibility to fund the kingdom of God. And so he teaches his people that they should invest into the kingdom. They should be sowing. They should be uh, giving. And so he's teaching them that, not to just be dependent on somebody else. Uh, that was one of my main concerns. One of the first times I went, I heard so many people say, oh, you know, if we could get some money from the U.S., if we could get some money from the U.S., and it just kind of disturbed me a little bit. And so I mentioned that to Jeremiah, and he said, yeah, he says, my my goal is to teach them that we're not looking to another country, but that God's going to be our source. Isn't the favor of God amazing? Jeremiah is a prime example of what God can do through someone who is willing to just say yes. That's all he's asking. Just somebody to say yes. It may look impossible in your current situation or where you came from, like Jeremiah came from a poor background, born in a rural mud hut, poor as as anyone could ever be. But yet now he has influence with the Zulu royal family. He has influence in those in his community here in the U.S. He has influence in people in the U.S. God has just given him favor. 
And God is no respecter of person. He will do the same for you as he's done for Jeremiah. God is proving himself to me because he's doing the same for us. So I just want you to learn that and understand that through Jeremiah's story. So next week, we're going to finish up the third part of this conversation. Don't miss it because it's going to have some great information. I know you're going to be inspired by it and challenged. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the podcast. We've got more coming, more interviews, more sermons, more things to talk about. Don't forget to rate and review. Once you've listened to a podcast, go onto your favorite platform, rate and review it so people can find it. If you think someone else can benefit from this, click the share button on each podcast and you can share it on your favorite social media platform. My website is discoveryou-book.com, discoveryou-book.com. You can order my book on the website. You can do the assessment, download the assessment, 70 questions. You can read the very first chapter of my book. Then Jeremiah has just launched a revamped website. It's lightforafrica.org, lightforafrica, F-O-R, africa.org. And you can support him on a monthly basis. You can donate to him. Also, his book is either out now by the time this is released or it will be out soon. So you can monitor his website and his story is going to be told through a book and you're going to want to read it because there's so many things we didn't have time to get to. So please be sure and support Jeremiah and I know you're going to benefit from that. Look forward to seeing you next week to finish the third part. And I love you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.